Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, I'm just going to get right into this because I am so excited to have our guest on today, Ethan Nicole. He created Axe Cop. And if you haven't seen Axe Cop yet, it has got to be one of the most funniest shows on TV, bar none. And I just found out about it about a month ago, and I just felt like I just needed to spread the word. I'm probably late to the party, but better late than never. So thanks, Ethan, for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you were already an accomplished um, cartoonist or, and, and comic book before Axe Cop actually came. But can you tell everyone, because it's, it's really unique how Axe Cop even started with your little brother. I want everyone to hear that story. Okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call it accomplished. I was climbing the ladder the slow, old-fashioned way, like earning one fan at a time, you know, kind of thing. And, like, I had uh, I had, had like, a, an award nomination in, for an Eisner Award in the comics, and I had a TV show optioned and a couple things, but uh, I was still working a regular graphic design job. Um, I went to spend the uh, Christmas vacation with my little brother and my whole family. And uh, when I was there, I was kind of taking a break from the the big comic project I was trying to work on next. And uh, he always liked to play with me. I like to draw pictures with him, and I have like I like to have him like art direct characters and or draw a scribble. I turn it into something. I do the same thing with my little sisters, and it's just kind of a way to wind down and bond with my siblings. Who my my dad remarried and had a, a second set of kids, and uh, I always loved visiting him and spending time with him, so one day Malachi says, can we play Axe Cop? And I'd always kind of been tempted to turn his playtimes into stories, but this time it just, like, sealed the deal for me because he said the the words Axe and Cop together, and I got this image in my head of a character that's this cop that wields an axe. And uh, so I took that first playtime, and I just drew a very fast, sloppy comic out of it and just kind kind of a test just to see. And it was so much fun. Like, we just had a blast making these comics. I posted on my Facebook, and people seemed to like them, but I felt like I was just drawing inside jokes. And it wasn't until about a month to a month and a half later we made AxeCop.com sort of as a testing uh, website just to kind of work out the kinks of webcomics. I wasn't even thinking that this comic was going to really get an audience. I was just kind of testing out how do I present webcomics to a webcomics audience and in hopes that when I did my real webcomic later on, then I'd have all those things figured out. And then two days later, com went viral, and it became my job basically overnight. Well, you know, there's a purity and an innocence to Axcop, really. I mean, even though he wields an axe, and he's, but it's so funny. And I think it's that purity and innocence that kind of strips it all away. I mean, he says things that, of course, everybody thinks in their mind, and he just says <laughs> it like it's just normal. And so I think that hits a vein with people. And and he's just so free, but he's 
nice, you know, and he's uh, yes. he's kind of saving the world and the universe, but in such a funny, funny way. But it just strips everything else away to where you're just dealing with funny. And they're not long episodes. I, I, I want to say that this is um, on Fox TV on Saturday nights at 11, and it's part of their animation domination series. And they they hit it out of the park with this one, but it's only about about 15 minutes. Is that right? Each episode? Are they going to be yeah, longer? Yeah, with commercials, with commercials is 15 minutes. So without, it's like closer to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we we do have the first season was six episodes, and Fox just ordered another six. So, but they're all I think they're all going to be 15 minute episodes for now. Be interesting to see. Well, I, I know that if the show does well, they've talked about making it 30 minutes, but uh, we'll see. I don't even. I feel like some of the stories work really well being short. Uh, and either way, it'll yeah. be awesome. <laughs> well, I could see a whole X-Cop like, movie. I mean, I would yeah. love to see an X-Cop movie on the big screen. Have they talked about that at all or anything? I mean, there's been I mean, there's been talk about everything. I mean, pretty much since yeah. X-Cop exploded. I mean, there's been talks about it. It's, <laughs> it's just always a matter of finding the right deal and the right people to put on it and where I'm comfortable, and that, that was kind of the perfect storm with the TV show, was Fox was getting in a very experimental mood with this animation domination thing, and the guy that they had hired to run the whole thing, Nick Weidenfeld, was a big Axe Cop fan. He had tried to get Axe Cop over at Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, and the deals hadn't been right, or they hadn't, you know, his boss over there didn't really see it like he did, and like he had just he was waiting for the right moment, and a big deal for me was I wanted to be able to keep my rights to my comic, and uh, be able to still make the comic so that, you know, you make a TV show, that's the show, and then I can still make my comic the way I make it. And and with, with Fox, it worked out that way. So they just have the TV show rights, and I'm still able to do my own thing. And uh, so it worked out really well, and it's I couldn't be happier with how they created the show. I just love it. Well, they really also put together an all-star voice cast as well. You have Nick Offerman, who's from Parks and Recreation, he's he is the voice of Axe Cop, and then mm-hmm. Megan uh, Mullally's in there from Will and Grace, Kim Marino. I mean, so they really believe in this project. They've signed a lot of big names into it, and rightfully so. I mean, it is just, in my opinion, it's just a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the crazy thing about those guys is that they were on board and ready to go before the TV show was even signed. Like Before the deal was even signed, Nick Offerman had already taken me out to lunch and said he loves Axe Cop, wants to be involved with it. He wants to be Axe Cop. Ken Marino had met me. He'd waited in line to meet me at Comic-Con and just to tell me how much he loves Axe Cop and that he wants to be Axe Cop. And then Peter Serafinowicz, the British actor who he did a bunch of voices in the show. He's a huge comedian over there, and he's He'd been telling me I want to be Axe Cop for a while, and then Megan Molly is obviously Nick Offerman's wife, and uh, Patton Oswalt just came over the day we were working on it, the first day of the TV show, and he said, "I'll do a voice. I love Axe Cop." So it's like a, it's a crazy phenomenon that like all these stars were already ready to just do it. And they didn't even ask, you know, what are you going to pay me? And they're just like ready, to, like they want to do a voice. <laughs> so it's been amazing to right. hear these familiar voices well, doing these characters. Oh, a- absolutely. Well, I-, I can see where men and and boys would be an automatic audience for this. But as a woman, I I think women love it too. And so I, I was really glad to see Megan Mullally because she's really a, a funny woman. And so she got it. And I think that it's not just for 
teenage boys or adult men. It's it's for everybody because it just strikes that chord. Like I said, there's just this purity about it that just strips everything away and only leaves the funny. And yeah. And, and you don't have to, like, they're only 15 minutes, so it, it doesn't take too much out of your time if you just want to check it out. But then once you check it out, you want more and more and more and more. Yeah, so and it's crazy. interesting. I mean, I've, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to, because uh, the TV show just came out, so I don't even, I don't even talk to that many people who discovered it just through the TV show. And so I, I'm, I'm glad that it's like delivering and and uh, and that you're getting it, because I was I think that was one of my concerns when the TV show came out because it's done a little differently than the comics and I was just like I hope people get it. And it seems like yeah, as long I, as people I, under like realize that a kid was behind all the ideas, then they they still get it. The people that well, don't get yeah. that they're like what the heck is this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can tell, too, because, I mean, you have zombies and dinosaurs and robots and avocados and babies. And, I mean, that's the way a kid would think if if mm-hmm. he was imagining, you know, his imagination was going, all of those things would be entering into in, into the comic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then and he also has totally sincere. special powers, that's, that's too, what, of course. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It, well, it all fits because it's out of this imagination of his. But, yeah, he has superpowers, of course. Um, he has his axe, but he has, like, robot arms that can come out of his mustache. And um, <laughs> he had uh, hypnotizing buttons in his wrist, somebody said, at one point. So will we see that again? Yeah, yeah that's a, that's in the comic. I mean, the comics have been going for, like, four years now, and we're just – I'm just finishing up, putting finishing touches on our fifth volume of uh, graphic novel. So we have a ton of. If you're enjoying the TV show, definitely uh, pick up the comics and check out the source material. A lot of the stuff on the show is directly. It's just adaptations of the comic stories, and um, a lot of them are. Um, they're, they're, there's like a ton more. If you can fit more in the comic, you can just do a lot more uh, freely. So it's a lot of fun, and also probably one of people's favorite parts of the comics we do these comics called Ask Axe Cop, where people actually email in questions and Axe Cop answers them, and uh, and they're they're really funny. And, and a lot of the stuff from the show comes from those, too. I saw one of those where he was, somebody asked him if he was going to run for president, and that was so uh-huh. funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fox I mean, did, like, two <laughs> shorts. Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it was so Axe Cop. He, he answered it just like, Axe Cop should answer it. I mean, you know, I mean, he never leaves, obviously, Axe yep. Cop's character. He's so true to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those two shorts, they post those two shorts online. There's one about Halloween and one about becoming president. And both of those were based almost verbatim from uh, Ask Axe Cop comics that we put out. And so the, the comics are, are still available. Where, where can people go? Can you buy those? Are they just web-based or uh, you can read a bunch of them online at axcop.com, but if you want to get the books, there's also a couple of books, uh, series we did. Once Axcop took off, I was able to go and do a, I did a mini series of Malachi in color. It's a one big long story. Like I spent an entire month with him writing like his Lord of the Rings, basically. So we did like, <laughs> uh, we did this series called Bad Guy Earth, and that, that's only available in book form. And then the follow-up to it, President of the World, is uh, also only in book form. Um, but you can get them at most bookstores. If they're not there, they can order them. They're through Dark Horse. Most comic book shops have them. 
You can get them on Amazon. Where, you know, most places you can get graphic novels. You can get them. I was also, I, I guess, it, as Americans, we always think everything's just like you know American. We just have it all here. But you also have a huge following around the world. That's yeah, the great thing about the web. I guess. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like off the bat, you have an international audience. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, people were tweeting me from the UK, and you know, and and uh, saying, "Oh, you got to ask him about the um, hypnotizing buttons in his wrist from the UK." You know, I'm like, "All right, okay, I'll, I'll write that down." <laughs> and there's about those superpowers. And you got to be sure to talk about that. And, and a lot of people were really happy to see you at Comic Con. Of course, um, oh. probably you've been going, but but as you get more recognition, people are probably noticing you even more. Yeah, well, my little brother came to Comic-Con, too, so he, he makes it to probably, like, maybe two or three conventions a year, and it's a lot of fun when he comes. We do uh, a panel, and he'll actually make people that are dressed up in costumes get in fights. He'll, like, he'll choreograph their fight and tell them what moves they're doing, and it turns out to be very funny. <laughs> well, now, so th- th- this is a, a total collaboration with you and your little brother, right, still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still is, and even for the TV show, I was in the writer's room for most of the episodes, and when we'd hit a point where we needed some input from him, we'd call him up on the conference phone, and he we'd get input from him, like uh, you know, the, the fight between Book Cop and the King of England in the most re- recent episode, we asked him what moves they would do, and and all those moves in that scene came from him on the phone that day. He told us, you know, like the book Eclipse, Secret Attack, and all those things. That was hilarious. The whole book cop one, that was so funny. It was just <laughs> from start to finish. I mean, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it or I'll, I'll just start crying, laughing, and I won't be able to finish my interview anyway. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Are, are, are you afraid that Malachi will, as as he ages, will, will lose some of this insight and innocence that he has? And then will you have to go find, have, have your dad produce another child? <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what will happen or how it will happen because I didn't expect Axcop to happen the way it did, and you know, I, I obviously there's various outcomes in my head of how this is going to end up or where it's going to go, and I'm fine with them all. Like, you know, if, if we just have this finite amount of time that we create Axcop and then it ends, and we just kind of create this little monument to childhood imagination, and that's what it is, and that's fine with me. If we continue to create it as we get older together, and and, uh, you know, Axe Cop matures, that might be fun. Who knows? Like, as long as it's fun for us to make and fun for people to read, then it's worth making. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm open to, you know, maybe bringing another little kid on board at some point and maybe having Malachi and him and me work together. Or who knows? You know, well, I think we'll work on it as we go. And, and uh, I do think Axe Cop is a character people will continually want to see more of. So I think they'll be open as time goes on to us trying stuff like that out as long as it still feels like it's in the spirit of Axe Cop, you know. Yeah, definitely. No, like I said, you know, in the beginning when I first saw it, uh, I thought, okay, well, it's 15 minutes. Um, I can, I I was thinking it was going to just be boy, like, humor, you know, farting Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever boys laugh at. And I was sucked (laughs) in immediately. I'm 
like, this is for everybody. And then I'm like, it's over? Wait. And so then I'm going through trying to find, like, old things and show other people. And, uh, you know, and that's why I'm like, I have to find out. Is this going to be a movie? Because I could definitely sit through two hours of Axe Cop. That would totally be hilarious. So what <laughs> would you say drew a, you in as a – like, what was the first episode you saw, and what do you think hooked you? Like, what was the thing that hooked you in? Well, the first episode I saw was Book Cop. And okay. so what I really liked about that was just the things that just came out of his mouth were just so um, – he didn't sugarcoat anything. And and you're <laughs> kind of thinking it in your head, but nobody would ever say those things. They're not mean things. They're just little <laughs> random things that float through your head, you know, like so Book Cop's married to this. This girl, she can't speak, which is funny on its own. And so he says, and I don't even know that she could hear either. And he's like, you know, oh, she, she definitely can't speak. So he says to her, do you understand me? And then she's just staring at him. He's like, I know you can understand me. And then he, just, he leaves, you know. And then he like yeah, answers his own story. Yeah, there's a funny story about that too. Because, yeah, that's from the comic. He has a wife that... Because a lot of times Malachi will, you know, just go, well, who is his wife? And he just won't care to talk much about the wife or the love story. So he'll just be like, ah, she's just some woman. She doesn't have a name. It's a mystery. She can't talk because he wants to get to the fight (laughs) scenes, you know. (laughs) And so you have this character, and so, like, he has this wife, and she doesn't even know her own name. It's a mystery. And so we didn't know, like, what do we have him say to her in the script? So when we wrote the script, we had a lot of alternate lines we call like they're all in parentheses in the script and like we have the voice actor read each line and then when they edit it they'll use their favorite one so M- Jonathan Banks who is Mike from Breaking Bad he's this amazing actor he plays book cop in this episode and he's given the script and he has all those alternate lines like you know do you understand i know you understand i love you i'm going to win the war do you understand america needs me to win the war and he just starts reading them like in a list, like as if like it's all one line, like, and <laughs> and it's perfect. Like we didn't even mean for it to happen, but for him, he just goes through all the alternate lines and reads them all in this run run on sentence, and it's so funny. Like the way it worked out in the show, it's a joke that like I'll think about it and laugh throughout the day. Uh, when when it, there's like a long pause, and then he goes, "I love you too." <laughs> it's so funny. Well, and then the Minutemen come to his store. He's like, "Why do they call you Minutemen?" They're like, "Uh, like nobody ever asked him that before." <laughs> and then yeah, he turns around. He's like, "They need me to go win the war. I'm off to yeah. win the war." Which is, of course, of course he's going to go win the war. <laughs> and then yeah, they run for president. You know. Yeah. He says, um, "I'm going to eliminate the word please." <laughs> yeah. And that's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to yeah, it's funny because I have people, seen, yeah, call the bad people. I've seen mothers who have never touched a comic book, like older, you know, women in their forties, who would never even think to read, a, even especially a superhero comic book or a comic about a guy that wields an axe. Just, just the information that it's out of a little boy's head, it fascinates them because they, they want to know what's going on in there. And they'll read it cover to cover, like they just can't put it down because it's this there's this fascination. And I think the the sincerity and the cuteness, like Axe Cop is very brutal, but he is very sincere and at times very cute. Like there's moments, I think at least one moment I can think of in the comic where he actually cries. So he still has that like baby or that that little boy side of him, and when he does something bad or, you know, 
people have accused Axcroft of being a one-dimensional character that can't develop, but it's been fascinating because Malachi is just, you know, he's channeling himself through Axcroft, and he's growing up and changing, so you're getting to see that through the character. It's really funny. Right. Well, and so is it, what age group would you say, because there is some violence to it. I mean, he does have an axe uh-huh. for Pete's sake, but and he doesn't kill good people. He only kills bad people. And he's he's yeah. really, I mean, I, he doesn't speak a lot, but what he says is really directed to me. I'm off to kill the bad people. And um, and he does. So, but is there an age that you're kind of going after that, that you think should should watch it? I mean, because... All the adults that I know mentally are really like a five-year-old, but physically they're uh-huh. like in their 30s and 40s, and so they love it. But <laughs> would a real five-year-old want to, you know, you know, what, what's kind of your take on that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I actually just got an email from a librarian asking me, where do I put this book? Like, do I put this in the young adults, or do I put this in, like, definitely, probably not in the kids, but it's made by a kid, but do I put it in the adult section? Like, where do I put this? And I was thinking, like, yeah, what audience is it geared for? Like, really, I guess when I made the original comics, I was making it for my little brother to enjoy. But I made it myself for me to enjoy also. And my dad enjoyed it, who's 70. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so it's really got a broad – it's really – it's made – it's not made for kids. So, like, it doesn't have that feeling of being a thing made for kids where it's tamed down and all cute and all – um, sweet, but it's made by right. a kid, and it's it's kind of like uncensored by a kid, but it's also made in the way kids think, so I don't, you know, I don't revel in gore the way that an adult would, um, and I don't try to be ironic the way that, that an adult would, so like when he chops a character's head off, he's not thinking I've just, you know, killed somebody who has a family, like he's thinking I just popped one of my toys' heads off, and if I can bring, if I want to bring him back to life, I can, because I have superpowers, you know, like he... It's right. a little universe that he plays in, and he plays video games. So in video games, everybody comes back to life. So it's a lot of it's thinking video game logic. But he's seen renditions right. where people have taken Axe Cop and made it realistic, and it's terrified him. Like uh, there's a real-life Axe Cop remake of the first episode online with real actors, and there's this bloody dinosaur head, and he had to shut his eyes during that scene, and he didn't like it. So when you try to make it too realistic and, and stuff, he doesn't go for it. So it... I don't know. It's, it, I feel like it is. It's for adults, but it's also for adults to share with their kids. Because I think that if you decide it's okay for your kids to see and they can handle the imaginary violence, I know a lot of fathers and sons and families. I mean, I have two stepkids and they love reading Axe Cop. And one's a little girl, one's a little boy. They just love. They love it. Yeah, it's. Um... <laughs> I, I guess maybe a, a parent should view it first and then decide based on, you know, their own personal child and what level their child's at and what they can do. Because it is, like you said, it's made by a kid, and it it is the way a child would play. And mm-hmm. and and when you watch a child at play, they that's the way, you know, like you said, they pop their, you know, the character's head off or this or that, or, you know, they are kind of into killing but then things do come back alive when you know when when children play and they resurrect them and you know like you said mm-hmm. with superpowers and different so it's it's in that and it, and it isn't gory at all like you know like mm-hmm. uh like, like you would think when you know so he wields his axe it's it's not like it's just it's a small part of a bigger 
thing that is ultimately very funny and very innocent and and that's that's what comes through for me but you know it would be um every parent's decision but it's definitely worth checking out and if you think your kid can see it then all all the better but at least the parent's going to love it yeah i think it's definitely something parents will love if you've you've ever been a five-year-old boy or have known any and appreciated them i think you'll like it (laughs) that's right and the tv show definitely i i I tend to talk about the comics because that's what i work on and i live in the midst of them all day long but i I keep forgetting i just don't think i keep saying oh yeah the tv show is out now and like actually is out uh, the TV show is definitely more geared for adults. It's a, it's pretty close to the comic though in content, and they've done a good job of like, you know, they're not using they're they're not doing adult things that a kid wouldn't do generally. And there's a couple like jokes that kids don't get that they've inserted, but other than that, I think it's um, my kids like it, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's like you said, you got to check it out yourself. And if you think your kids, it's okay for your kids, and share it with them because it's it's so fun to have a piece of entertainment that you and your kids can genuinely enjoy together, which is such a rare thing. And it's made me like hooked on the idea of making that kind of entertainment. Now, like I made it by accident and now like making entertainment that fathers and sons or parents and kids can enjoy together genuinely and both be true fans of is really special. And I really like doing it. Well, that's probably why Fox put it on at 11 p.m. so that it doesn't, yeah. you know, parents can screen it and and see. But but parents are going to love it. I mean, that's there's going to be this huge audience just of adults that that love it, and then and then it'll you know obviously trickle down to the kids and everything too. But it's so funny to watch it yourself and then share it with someone and then watch them see it for the first time. That's as funny as you know as watching it because. Just watching other people get it for the first time is is hilarious as well. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. It's always fun to turn someone on to it who doesn't know about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because you know, when when you, when you think something's funny, you want everyone to think it's funny. But this is one of those things when you think it's funny, everybody else will think it's funny. It's not one of those things that <laughs> you get, nobody else gets. Everybody gets it. So it just makes it that much more fun to share it because. Um, it's just fun to watch their reaction to it, especially at that first couple seconds, you know, when they're, it's just starting and, you know, and it's because their mind is thinking something else. And then it just starts. I have just, I have watched a group of grown men in a room just bust up laughing over this thing and then just become the, you know, the, the, the biggest kids at heart watching this and then wanting to share it as well. And it's, it's absolutely a hit. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, my stepson just came in. His his TV show ended. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no uh, problem. Just having him sit down and draw. Uh, anyway, sorry, well, where were we? <laughs> oh, so um, I just want to tell everyone that they can go to axcop.com and they can find out all the information. You have all of the labels and the tabs up there for uh, any public appearances you're going to be doing when it's on TV, how to get to the webisodes, how to buy the hard copies of the books. Axcop has his own store. You can buy all kinds of Axcop um, shirts and everything else. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I am so glad that you did this. You have to thank your brother for me as well because it just it's just a gift to people who like funny and and we all need funny and um, there's yeah. there's just a, there's a you know a um, it's cathartic just to laugh 
And that's that's yeah. what Axe does. He just makes you laugh. Yeah, and to be able to laugh at something that's so sincere and not jaded or, like, you don't feel bad laughing with it or at it. Like, it's just pure fun. I think that's one of the main things that it's it's like a relief in our culture, like, to be able to laugh. And you're not laughing at someone's expense, you know. It's like, but it's genuinely funny. And it's funny in a surprising way where it feels like you're laughing at an inside joke. Uh, but you didn't know it was there. Like, I don't know, there's something about it. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm happy just, to be the guy that that got to be, to create it and draw it because I I didn't even know I was making it at the time and I did and uh, just I'm kind of like along for the ride now. <laughs> yeah, de- you know, definitely. It just you know, like I said, he just he sustained these things just out of his head constantly that are just funny, and um, you don't have to overthink it or underthink it. It just it's just it's just funny. So um, if if you've had a long, stressful day and you just want to have fun and laugh and just let the stress of the day fall off you, you got to check out Axe Cop because you can walk away from it, you'll be laughing afterwards, and you don't have to, you know, um, oh, it, it doesn't burden you down at all. You can just, it's just, yeah. it's just yeah, you don't really have to funny. get through a bunch of backstory or ex- exposition or anything to like get, get on board. Like it hits you pretty quick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Ethan. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm, I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute. Stay with me for just a minute and I'm going to uh, uh, play a song and then uh, I will be right back. Hold on just a moment. Thanks, Ethan, for coming on. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Ethan Nicole, and he is the creator of the funny, funny cartoon Axe Cop. You've got to check it out, Fox TV at 11 p.m. on Saturday night, part of their animation domination. You've got to check it out. You can go on YouTube, and, and, and you can find it as well. I'm going to play out today with the West. They are a local Seattle band. This is their In Control, and I appreciate that you listened. And you can find this and other episodes at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio. Thanks for, for tuning in. Don't